Hi, friends. Hi, friends. So, first of all, my name is Steffi. <laughs> if you're new here, welcome. Um, if you're not new here, thank you so much for being an amazing listener and friend and everything that you are. <laughs> you, that little number that you are in my screen makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a person behind that it. That number so is a you. human being. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm here with my co-host, May, June. May, June. Like May, June, July. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just super quickly, May, June is a Chinese Jamaican art director, professional table tennis player, chicken and rice lover, dog dad and dadager, and an amazing human being all around. Thank uh, you. Wow. That's I like, am. you should be like my <laughs> PR agent. <laughs> I am. Yes, you are actually. Excuse me? Who do you think is managing? <laughs> oh, we need to register that. Okay. I should bleep that. I should, you will delete that. No, I'll bleep it. Yeah, and I'm a Steffi. Hi, I am, and that's Guillermo. You can hear him. Wait, let me see. Let's let's put the mic on him. I'm vlogging this today as well, so if you follow us on Instagram, Guillermo. (laughs) 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 He's such a psycho. He's he's very opinionated. He's our protector. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, welcome, welcome to this meeting. Welcome to this Take Three Talks episode. And yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, what are we going to be talking about today? So today... Because I have no idea. Guillermo, yeah, Ben? Guillermo, come here. Guillermo, Guillermo, come to mommy. Okay, sorry. We had to go deal a little bit of a... Dog mommy and dog daddy situation with our very opinionated dog son. <laughs> <laughs> dog child. So, um, hi, welcome. Welcome back to Take Three Talks, <laughs> our episode where we're going to talk about, uh-huh. we're going to talk about Take Three Uni. We're going to talk about how we started um, Take Three Uni, but more than just like how we started Take Three Uni, I want this to be a very candidate Candid, candid, candid. Uh, a very candid, honest little conversation ramble. So I'm going to actually open what I call Pandora's box today, um, because I found some gems mm-hmm. in like the um, the archives of yeah. our lives uh-huh. in our Google Drive, and. It was amazing to see the stuff that we wrote in 2019, I Uh think. And so, yeah, welcome to this episode. Welcome to Take Three Talks, to talking about Take Three Uni and a little bit of going deeper into our creative business side of things. Um, and just getting candid with that story. Mm-hmm. You mean the creative education side of things or no, like overall? Like, I think this episode is going to be like, telling them the story of the um, like creative business Mm -hmm. and that leads to the creative education side so i because i think that people so in last episode we talked a little bit about take the studio you know we talked about um just gave like a high high level conversation on take through studio our firstborn you know um i don't want this to become about take through studio but for example like i have like the first prompt that i have like the way that i have made this is for us to kind of go through the nostalgia and start talking about it and then um 
we'll go into some thought starters and then we'll go into some questions that people made and then we'll close it. Okay. Um, and then, so first, when I was looking at this, I was like, how wild is it that when we tell our stories, like we tell it in like a yearly basis. Like we're like, oh, those four years were this thing. Those four years were this thing. Those four years were this thing. And it's like we bucket our lives into mm-hmm. these like, periods Mm -hmm. and when you look back and you read at the things that we used to write and that we wrote to create this business like Mm -hmm. it's just so like nostalgic almost and almost weird in a way how we totally like disregarded like what happened before 2011 you know it's like every time we write it it's like we write it so basically our lives started in 2011 Mm -hmm. and now that we're here in take through studio and now we are meeting people in person we're like oh hi yeah our life started in 2019 when the pandemic hit and our studio started Mm -hmm. so it's almost like we almost always bucket ourselves into these like year time frames of sorts in order to tell our story (laughs) yeah Yeah. because we're always having to make bios of you and i or you by yourself or me by myself Mm -hmm. ever since like starting college Mm. like you have to write about yourself to apply to school no yeah we're always we're always in that mode of like kind of uh documenting ourselves in a way and how do we best portray that to people or how do we best tell that story and and i think sometimes by doing that we kind of like um as you said bucket things into this timeline and and i don't know it's like we um forget that there's a lot more to it than that sometimes too yeah like like so much more context there's so much more context i remember um, I don't know if I'm jumping like ahead here, but I remember because this kind of reminds me because we're doing nostalgia. Yeah. This reminds me of the time we were walking Guillermo in Bed-Stuy mm-hmm. when we were living at 756 Myrtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we were walking and it was, I think, a couple of months or a few months before we were actually leaving New York and we were kind of contemplating or ideating what, what this business is or what our lives are going to be when yeah. we left new york you and we that cold morning and we were walking we were walking i we had my phone with your phone i had my phone and yeah. we couldn't write and walk at the same time so i had the voice you recorded the conversation no no it was uh, I, I told siri to translate my audio into text really yeah we had to do that because i couldn't write so yeah. i i did that and we wrote all the the things that we wanted to create about how we want to take three to be this oh, collaborative. That's what we were doing last be, yeah. podcast. We were going through the letters. We're going through all the letters. I think we can bring that up in this. It, I think well. it's perfect for this See. this recording. But I was continue. not referring to that. Yeah, continue. continue. But that, I'm glad you brought that but up. It was in a similar scenario. It was a similar scenario. This. It was a similar. But it was yeah. more like general the stream of consciousness. Exactly. We, we were just we word vomiting. Have, yeah, we didn't have like a plan of okay, we're gonna write something. No. When we wrote this notes that I just pulled up, we had like a plan. Yeah. This was like way before, like when I before. had just basically like quote unquote come out to you and be like, I'm really not happy. It's either me or whatever the. Fuck yeah, and then when we decided like, okay, let's do this. Like, what yeah. does it look like? So what is stream of consciousness? Yeah. What do we want to create? And we were talking about how we wanted to create something that was a collaborative space for people, for creatives to live and be comfortable with the uncomfortable and having conversations and um, uplifting each other. And uh, we wanted to create a freelance studio that has no geographic location. And, yeah. you know, that, that talks about our nomadic 
you know um our wants to be like digital nomads and and it'd be cool if we did like yeah. an episode where we like a very niche episode <laughs> where we read through these and like analyze them like we're like oh my god like here like this nomadic lifestyle like kind of what does it mean to what's yeah. become right like it would be fun to divert like really just go in knee deep like really yeah. funny like and like make it into a drinking game or something or like a funny like dare game or something uh-huh. and go through how many times we like say the same shit over and over and how many docs that's you know? funny yeah kind of act because re- we're always re-analyze. like you know how people say like manifesting and stuff yeah. like i feel like we don't really do that but we just write all of our thoughts down and mm-hmm. i feel like when you write things down they become like possible and they become part of your like stream of consciousness in your life mm-hmm. absolutely it's like when we put it down on paper we're like that's our way of manifesting yeah like what we really want to do and even the landing pages workshop mm-hmm. that i just did for take three uni members like i had this idea last year october 12th right. literally oh my gosh yesterday a year ago <laughs> yeah i was writing about this workshop that i wanted to release in one week and i'm like why am i putting myself into timelines that like th- are not even realistic yeah. and then a year into it you're like wow like Thank you, Steffi, from 2020. Like, I mm-hmm. did all the work, and I just put it into pretty mode. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the power. that's cool. That's the beautiful thing, and that's the power of putting things down on paper. Yes. Like, And don't and just leave committing. it up to, yeah, and don't just leave it up to, like, whatever, you know? Yeah, even when it, you, you are really good at writing, you just, like, regular thoughts out. Oh, my God, yeah. I, I just talked to you about this yesterday, how, um, you know, I literally, like, I can't go to sleep unless I kind of jot my note, my, my thoughts or whatever I have in my mind yeah. down on digital on paper. paper or paper or physical paper. Um, cause my mind is so busy with, yeah, with things. I and, remember when yeah. you were, when we were in college, you used to have this really cute, um, bitty bitty itty bitty notebook that you used to always have in your pocket <laughs> and then you, you used to carry it in your front pocket of those tight ass jeans you used to wear <laughs> and it was that little white yeah, it was an end thing <laughs> yeah but it, it used to write all your thoughts down in the little notebook remember mm-hmm. yeah i was I like remember. how did you even have your li- you write so small like my notebooks are so big and like your handwriting so small remember that? yeah yeah I, I like to take advantage of and utilize space yeah <laughs> so I, my I think small you're great book. you're great at yeah. that so yeah i, I kind of wanted to talk about time and how yeah. we like bucket it and i guess i wanted to go and bring some people into some of these buckets of thoughts that we had um and you know i have like i screenshotted actually the length of these documents and some of them you know how i have like the length screen capture some of them were so long that they like took like two two pictures like two two documents it was insane i have like i have it actually zoom recorded so i'm gonna post it on the instagram vlog so people will be able to know what i'm talking about but yeah it's just like so funny how we're so like aggressive (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in like how we wrote things like we have like final draft, draft, outline, script, <laughs> this, that. And it's like, wow. So yeah. I would like just like to read a little bit of this. Okay. This is the final draft. And this is kind of introduces the Take 3 Uni and well, what we came Take 3 Uni. Oh, what Take 3 Uni so is So this yeah. was the document's called Patreon About. And it's titled final draft and 
this is something we wrote in the middle of the pandemic. I believe it was like June, like late May, June. Yeah. Um, and yes. uh, that's when it, like the height of like digital boom, whatever. In and everybody in Ecuador and in, like we were still all in quarantine. Like the world was quarantined. True, Remember yeah. that, you know, like that's before the Ecuador, like the world quote unquote opened up. So we were like knee deep into like how can we pivot our business almost and how can we creatively fulfill ourselves and there's a question that I wanted us to talk about later on and I can kind of give that to you that is like how what were the gaps that we were trying to fill with take three uni not just like in the market but also like the itch we were trying to scratch Mm -hmm. um so I'll leave you with that question to ponder on Okay. while I kind of read some of the really funny 2020 Stephanie Majun wrote, like, write up. Hi, I'm Steffi. I'm a podcast and Pinterest addict, a recipe rebel, and a die-high graphic designer. I was born and raised in Ecuador. Hello, I'm Majun, like May, June, July. My overused icebreaker and I was born in China, but raised in the beautiful island of Jamaica. I'm an art director, professional table tennis player, and I love chicken and rice. (laughs) I can't believe I wrote that. Together, we're the creatives behind Take 3. Aren't we forgetting someone? Oh, of course. And this is Guillermo, our chief marketing officer. He's a Jack Russell Jindo mix rescued from the Korean meat farm and the brains behind the operation. After living, studying, and working in New York for over eight years, it started to take a toll on us and our creativity. With the amazing education from Pratt Institute and the invaluable experience working in both small shops and big big ad agencies, we felt like it was time for something different. We did the unthinkable. We quit our jobs, gave up our visas, and moved all the way to Ecuador to give ourselves another shot at a more meaningful creative life. That's when Take 3 was born, our freelance creative studio founded to tell stories. We're grateful businesses, our business is thriving and that we've been able to work with clients we believe in and that believe in us. But we want more. We want to do more. We want to make our skill sets and services more accessible to people. And that's why we're here on Patreon. We've created a collaborative space where we'll share everything we've learned, offer guidance to creative students, help out even more small businesses, and connect with other creativepreneurs. With your monthly membership, you'll have live one-on-ones with us and group Q&As, as well as hear from other industry professionals. We'll also share creative resources, useful tools, tips, and tricks, bring you into our creative process, and maybe even collaborate on projects together. So whether you're a student seeking creative advice, a small business in need of creative support, or a creative who's simply tired of doing it all alone, we're here for you. Join our Patreon and enjoy the ride. Wow. That was our that was our little skit for the video. Welcome we, back to 2021. Crazy. So it's insane. I think I just wanted to take you to time travel before to just brush up your memory. And yeah. then we have another doc called Patreon Tears. The three tiers that we had were Lonely Designer, Creative Mentee, and Small Business Owner. Oh, wow. So we created three personalities and three, cust- like, quote-unquote, customer profiles. There's so many iterations of it. You have no idea. Um, and so many, like, write-ups. It's 18 pages long. Wow. So, yeah, I think... And we even have, like, people that we quote it here and, like, example of who do we think would be great that we know of. And it's just so much work. And I love this. So... 
Thank you for opening Pandora's box and going on these like diverging tangents with me. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful to see how much work we put in, how serious we take ourselves. And I think coming back to the connection of last week's podcast, just the idea of really taking yourself seriously has helped us so much. Mm-hmm. I have a specific thought starter that I want you to rapid fire Okay. answer since it's kind of like the summary of what we just heard as like, you know, yeah. the nostalgia. So where were we in our journey with Take Three Studio when the idea of Take Three Uni of what became Take Three Uni like started? Like where were we mentally with our business? Like and then we can connect this with the next one that was like how what itch were we trying to fulfill, at mm-hmm. least from your opinion? Yeah. Um, when we created what would what did then become Take Three Uni? Mm-hmm okay um let me gather all of my thoughts (laughs) Uh, i think that's those are two very like deep questions because um i think that you know we probably both have our own answers but from my take of it where we were at um in terms of our our take three studio like the creative studio side of take three um i believe we were in the midst of juggling like maybe 10 to 15 projects per 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 person and what date was it i believe this was the first or second quarter of 2020 um uh we were we were living in an airbnb in in quito yeah in kailan we were living there and we were just like working our asses off um, because we had but I feel like it was like May you thought it was yeah like I think that's the May second 30th. quarter oh yeah that's the second quarter second quarter yeah okay yeah May yeah so yeah, around that right. time I, I don't I, I don't remember exactly the days or the yeah. dates or but the months but I remember months. we were celebrating having gotten here to Ecuador like we were closing mm. like a cycle of like wow like because been we a year, got yeah. here like May 30th so I remember it was memorable right I think yeah so if that's the case then it's definitely end of May start of June was when we this was when we were juggling a lot of projects together and we were taking taking turns like sleeping and taking naps in between yeah so that we can like finish all of the projects that we had and managing clients and you know um just overall (laughs) juggling a lot um because we felt like we had to and we felt like we needed to because you know this was you know uh, this is the time and maybe there'll be drought and what is it like saying when the cow will run dry like the cow Uh, won't have any more milk left in it i i don't know i know what you're saying i don't know the saying it's a saying (laughs) like at least in latin america yeah what is it in spanish cuando la vaca like ya no tenga leche you know yeah like i don't know i think i've heard my parents say that (laughs) okay but it makes sense right? yeah no exactly that was that was what we were going through we were like we have to we have to like continue to like overwork and juice ourselves like because we don't know when it'll run out of juice right yeah so that was where we were at yeah and then the pandemic hit and we were getting a lot of we're getting a lot of like um basically contact forms and people contacting us about wanting a design or wanting a logo or wanting this or wanting that but we were just not able to take it on for 
a lot of reasons. Especially big red flag clients like right. WhatsApp messages, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that weren't ready. Yeah, people just DMing projects us and being that, like projects that we liked, but we were like they're so early. Yeah, exactly. There was there are a lot of factors from the red flags to, as you said, being too early yeah. or they were just like send us a quote like you know we we were taking like cotizaciones cotizaciones or people pitching for this project or whatever and we're just like we just don't have capacity for that and we know we're worth the money etc etc so we can't help you there so whatever um but there were a lot of factors that we just couldn't take on any more projects but we still wanted to find a way to help people or to help small businesses or to give them advice or we we all we're always those type of people that are like offering feedback and just honest advice on hey we think that you're too early you know we think that you don't need a branding right now we think that you don't need a website right now we always giving advice free advice anyways so we're like how can we make this into a thing where we can continue to share our thoughts and our expertise with people and guide people and accompany them through their journey as an entrepreneur or small business and or make creative. it into a business yeah yeah because we really wanted to also work with creatives and we uh-huh. wanted to do like the little student right like arm of things and exactly we didn't really understand that our niche was actually creativepreneurs uh-huh. we thought like creativepreneurs was one of our tiers which uh-huh. was the small business owner yeah uh, but we were really focused also in crafting and curating a little bit more of like the creative because to add on to what you're saying, I think part of the itch that we were trying to fulfill was that we were so lonely. Like we were like, how do you quote for so many projects? What is our worth? What is our pricing? I wish I had someone that I could give me feedback. Like we were asking our friends for feedback on like client projects and stuff. Like we were like collaborating and meeting other illustrators and Ecuadorian illustrators yeah. and just like people and and wanting to work with others you Mm -hmm. know so we kind of wanted to fill that itch as well Mm -hmm. and i think to connect to the knit to the need that you kind of were talking about i think for the create like the small business owners we were wanting to i think also at least from my side we were trying to fill the the void of like just delivering a branding project because as a studio, you just deliver a branding project and that's it. It's mm-hmm. done. Like, there's no follow-up. There's no, like, okay, how will the business grow? How will you use the branding? Mm-hmm. How will... Like, more than just, like, how will you use the templates and designing your templates? Because, yeah, whatever. It could be in the Manual de Marca. It doesn't mean you know how to use that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. But, so... I, we missed that and we wanted that and mm-hmm. a little bit more of that human communication because right. we had been in quarantine like we were in the middle of quarantine we mm-hmm. were we were basically seeing the sun for like limited hours of the mm-hmm. day <laughs> yeah totally you know no, I, I agree with you yeah there it was the the connections and the the collaborations that yeah. we're so used to yeah that we were just like yearning for we were working we used to i used to work on a team of 150 people yeah and like the team was big and then you too you know Mm -hmm. like even if your agencies were that big doesn't matter like and then we went to working with the two of us and living with the two of us and having a relationship to two of us like it was a lot you know Mm -hmm. so that's what kind of take through uni was filling the itch so i think oh before take three it was before i mean not take through uni but that was what we were trying to fill Mm -hmm. like the void we were like the the void we found in the market as well as in ourselves Mm -hmm. that we were then trying to create a problem solve so the next question is how do we even get started thinking planning and creating take through uni 
Uh-huh. But before we go into this question, I want to read um, one of the letters that we didn't get to to read. I oh, believe yeah. we we left it on growth. Um, and now we're going to actually I think it's very it's very good because we're talking about saying no on boundaries. Mm-hmm. And this one is actually letter letter N. So letter N. No. Setting boundaries, putting yourself first, leaning to say no, and caring for your well-being, happiness, and stability is key. These are such important pieces of the story of how we got here and where we want to go. We found it really hard to come to terms with saying no to projects, opportunities, and even each other. As interns, freelancers, and young creatives, we're taught to say yes to everything. Do your fair share of crap, work, pay your dues, and prove your worth to someone else before you can even get close to the quote-unquote good stuff. We are told to just wait, suck it up, and be grateful for what you already got. And that's not always the case. It took us a while to really get out of that mindset and say enough is enough, to realize that these early stages are so important for us to grow, explore, and transform our creative minds. So if something is not serving your purpose, it's okay to take a step back, say no, and know when to let it go. Continues the next post. Oh, wow. That's so fitting. Yeah. It's so fitting. Exactly. Yeah. So fitting. So now tell me, how do we get started? I guess we should tell them about when we kind of everything went wrong and we pivoted right mm-hmm. yeah so, so let's start yeah that's my, cr- my prompt to you okay, thank <laughs> you that's a lot of little thoughts yeah. there is and my mind is just going all over the place right now welcome to take the talks <laughs> literally so let me try to like catch them um so when we when we knew about that itch and we were like hey, let's do something about it we immediately thought of patreon because we were aware of patreon because uh, one of our friends slash um, ex take three uni slash um, clients were on. She was on take. Um, she was on take three. She was on Patreon. So we we knew about that Patreon was a platform. What's her name? Give her a shout out. Her name is Ashley Payne, and she is the badass independent photojournalist videographer behind Tracing Thought. Um, so find her on Instagram. Find her on Instagram at Tracing Thought. She's awesome. Um, and on YouTube, watch her documentaries. She's <laughs> getting a lot of amazing things. She's so go listen awesome. to her. Okay. So she, was on, she, so, so she was on Patreon and we thought that that could be a really good platform for us because it was a platform that creatives can go on to um, basically sh- showcase their craft or give some kind of service to other people who can become members of your platform and they can get something in return by to be- support your art basically to, yeah to support your art by paying a, a small fee so they call them patrons exactly so patreon have patrons for the creators so yeah, you know like the medici and like you know van gogh and stuff they had patrons to like get their commissions uh, paid you know right that's how it used to be back in the day i guess yeah like artists had patrons and they were like hey i want like a painting in my living room Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be your patron and commission you to do this ah for to pay you yeah yeah yeah. so it's like that's kind of like that yeah like you pay something and you're like okay i get a stamp back like that's how we used to be and Uh now it's transitioning into a little bit more so we'll get into that i have a question about that patreon but continue with the 
process yeah. so so basically we're like okay let's let's set ours up what do we need to to set that up um and we that's where the that the documents came in of all the write-ups and all the tiers and all the memberships and yeah. what we thought we could create and how we can brand the experience and have different customer profiles and different customers and yeah. audiences etc and all the people we could help so we did all of that work and then we basically put all of that into patreon and we like created our video we created our our, all of our visuals everything like very very in-depth we have like promotional videos we put all the work into it right yeah it took a lot of like work like sleepless nights and then when we finally launched it literally like we got like one patron which i'm like i love you andrea, andrea I love you. Tito, <laughs> yeah like, it was great too. it was like it was awesome it felt really great but after that it was just like nothing like everyone was just like it, it was just not being received well and i think it's because one patreon is uh, really new to the latin american market and also because we kind of overcomplicated it you know and we didn't know what we were doing like this yeah. was the first time launching something absolutely and this was before like everybody and their mother had a <laughs> course you yeah. know yeah like this was like back in the day when like only og people had courses yeah like, but we saw a lot of people giving out courses and stuff and we're like and we, we knew we don't a patreon of membership so we didn't want to do a course but we wanted to do a membership uh-huh. but we just like said okay let's get emails and then we'll just email people and that's it it was like a mir- like miraculous of gods that we were gonna like do it, mm-hmm. and we had like an idea of posts we we'll maybe create yeah. and like, but it wasn't like relaunch something, and it was no, so complicated. Yeah. We had to explain it, and it was like, who I was this? The, yeah. And it was in English, so people got into this American like English thing, and people were like, why is there different memberships? Were, like, I don't understand. Yeah, we started we started realizing that. Um, you know this at, at the end of the day this was our mvp yeah right this was our minimum viable product to test out the market to see like if this was even a thing that people were interested in yeah i think that people were I think interested that we put a, a fuck ton of work into that could have maybe been a little less but exactly um people were people were really interested in it like yeah. they were like oh this is really cool but, but then i don't get it it started to get a little complicated so we needed to like really really like take a step back and we that's what we did we took after two weeks we we're like okay let's nothing nothing is really like jiving um yeah I think and we this was know. when also andrea was working on brand lab uh-huh. and we were working with her together and she had found podia and mm-hmm. we were talking like we were literally working at like we were burning the candle at both ends like with her like yeah. facetiming her she was in new york and we were in quito yeah and we were like, okay, we can do this. And she was working on Brand Lab and putting Brand Lab on Podia as well. Or I think she wasn't, but she was going to do it after. And yeah. she was like, okay, you guys test it first or something. Uh-huh. Or she I think we launched at the Podia. same time. But she introduced us to Podia. And yeah. that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is what we need to choose because this has a membership and it sells webinars and it sells courses. Digital products. And now they sell digital products and now they sell like um one-on-one coaching and they sell all of those things like built into one platform all built into one platform and yeah so i think polia is really great um we use stripe and it was a great thing to just like be able to use it Mm -hmm. um and there's still kinks to it and there's still like people like still need a lot of hand holding and etc but it's a it's great to have it all in one platform Mm -hmm. right to having to like blend a bunch of stuff together yeah yeah so absolutely um so yeah andrea introduced us to podia right 
perfect like perfect perfectly timed to when we pulled back patreon yeah and we were like okay we need to figure out what we need to do and when we we found podia we're like this is it this is what we need to do we need to use this platform instead of patreon so that we can have our own like you know tick through uni.com and then we can automize a lot of things and simplify a lot of things instead Mm -hmm. of making it like you know if you're this or if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a creative or if you're a student instead of complicating it that way we're like this is a one-stop shop for people who are looking for advice who just want to pick our brains for an hour or two hours or whatever Mm, and that's that's kind of where we landed we're like let's just simplify it like you know um and then that's exactly what we did yeah and then that's where we landed on take through uni take through uni our our space our creative mentorship space for people to have one-on-one sessions with us um and who are people who are in need of creative advice guidance on whatever they they need help on with their business yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and it was a work of like okay we need to brand ourselves we need to find a name we need to make it like take three is teaching you something and we were like okay let's go with it and let's kind of like figure it out as we go mm-hmm. and we partnered with andrea on the first brand lab edition and we did a little like webinar little meet and greet thing mm-hmm. and that helped us a lot and pili and sylvie maria and a lot of people still get to know us through that partnership so collaboration over competition always absolutely um so yeah you i love that this you kind of recapitulate like recapitulaste <laughs> or como que summarized yeah. all of the like a lot of the questions that i had here and i love that and so take through uni yeah take through uni is our creative education arm of take through studio where we focus on create where we focus on creative consulting um you basically buy our creative brains for a month rent and we save an hour or two hours of brain creative space for you mm-hmm. and we work on strategies creative problem solving business things um creative things ideation planning concepting um mental health mental health (laughs) fixing things um finding solutions and not panicking and accountability and it's a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who Mm -hmm. are mostly based in latin america you must speak spanglish because that's the language um but you can feel more comfortable in spanish since i'm fully spanish Mm -hmm. and um yeah i'm really excited because this is kind of where i focus and where i shine i think the most not because we're not both in the sessions but this is like kind of like the the tale of take the studio that i manage and the arm of take the studio that i manage and you manage to take the studio studio side of things and i think we've both found beautiful ways of leaning towards our expertise now after two years of working together and now a year into building a second business um it's been beautiful to see how we've transformed with the business and how our students have transformed with us and yeah so that is take three uni Mm -hmm. welcome to take three uni now that you guys are kind of up to speed Mm -hmm. with how we got here the baby's born (laughs) the the second baby is born yes Yeah, so tell me what's on your yeah, mind. No, I was going to add to what you're saying about everything that Take Through Uni is. You know, it's it's not just like one thing. It, you know, it is at the end of the day, creative education, like it's like accountability and it's um letting people know that they're even though they're solopreneurs, they're not doing it alone and that they have two 
you know, creatives and creative brains who are rooting for them and giving them advice and taking them through that journey. Yeah. And I remember when we were um trying to come up with like little catchy slogans or lines, we were like, you know, like um, when you have that SOS moment and you need to have your um, creatives on speed dial. So instead of like 911, it's like, you know, uh, I don't know, like 1-800-TAKE-3-HUNI or whatever. Uh, it's like, you know, having us on speed dial it's having us in your back pocket when you need like um just a second set of eyes or yeah. four sets of eyes whatever yeah um you know beat and me call me when you love me exactly call me beat me, me if you want to reach me <laughs> yeah what's the other one that we were going to use um, we should do that i should do that for this episode promotion uh yeah i think Call that sounds me, like a good idea el chapulín <laughs> y el chapulín colorado ustedes saben han escuchado el chapulín colorado han visto el chapulín colorado mis antenitas de vinil oh no y ahora quién podrá defenderme el chapulín, el chapulín colorado <laughs> <laughs> so take three uni take um, three uni so yeah welcome to take three uni take three uni is the space created for you and you if you're here, you're probably <laughs> somewhat better and good already for Take Three Uni. And I think the question that I want to talk to you about right now is, so there is this, and I posted about this on TakeThreeUni.com actually today on the community, and there's this idea now where we're going into, um, I guess I didn't post it, I scheduled it to post, where, where we're going into everybody wants free content, but the future is paid right and custom content creation and brand loyalty and um those things are now finally creators are moving into a paid system where they actually get paid for all the work that they put into their content their advice you know i remember when you used to do on take three studio instagram like the captions a to b even though it's just like a post like there's so much that goes into a post it takes me like recording my process and like screen capturing and designing and whatever and I was like I don't want to do this like I want to be able to just show my advice without having to create so much content that backs it to promote something you know because I have to do it for free and I guess with a side tangent that I want us to get into because I think the people who are listening to this deserve to kind of have this conversation is patreon i i'm finally so happy to see that influencers and creators on instagram are finally moving to patreon and considering content creation as an artistry and a form of real creativity and paid creativity because i think before on patreon we only thought about those deadbeat artists that you know we're trying to make like a little living selling little illustrations and now it's like no like we're not gonna get on youtube and do another youtube channel when i can sell youtube videos and people can give me five dollars to support my team because it takes a village to do this content creation and same with diane sanfilippo about it you know like with with her um like exactly we were what doing the youtube video style behind a paywall coupons for her shop we were what diane sanfilippo now moving from instagram into patreon because she wants to have more intimate content nate Chola talking about her instagram her mental health journey and depression and um you know thoughts of suicide and all of that behind the paywall and like patreon is giving people like i'm so glad that patreon is finally like kind of being shouted at like and pumped the tires because what the creator did for that for us as creatives and 
I think all these content creators are setting such good examples. And where I wanted to go with this is because we created Friends with Benefits. And this is uh, uh, something that we struggled a lot. And we continue to struggle to sell because we don't feel like it's enough for people to pay us for the advice and the content that we post. And that's something that I was trying to alleviate with having a take through uni instagram because i was like okay this is a portfolio it's an instagram account it's something that's tangible you know i can actually sell it and send people there and whatever and when you say to people like pay me to give you useful content somewhat when you say like but pay me to give you useful content on an instagram account people are more willing to pay you six dollars for access to that instagram account than they are to pay us six dollars to go and take the uni.com and i think that's what patreon gives you is that it gives you almost like oh there's this governmental some sort of unit that controls this membership is not just we were what creating a membership i'm not just giving her the money like it almost makes it a safer space when it's under patreon and i'm we always struggle with friends with benefits and selling that because that's technically where the idea came from. The idea came from, and I swear to you, like I swear to you, in three years, that is where we're gonna we're gonna show most of our lifestyle content. Like that's where I see my brand going, and I kind of managed outside of the brand and like the brand, the interior of the brand. I swear to you, that's where I'm gonna be putting like my home videos, and that's where I'm gonna be putting like my private chats, and that's where we're gonna be putting like when if and when we get pregnant or we get engaged or we're very private people and we don't like sharing like all of our stuff with life and like that's where we're going as well you know that's what friends with benefits was created to be in the future in the long run and with this ginormous rant that i did i guess i wanted to open the floor and for you to tell me what's your rant on like everyone everyone wants free content but the future is paid Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that long, long rant. Um, I think everything you said made sense. Like, especially when it comes down to the effort that creators put into their their craft and their work, and um, even if it's just a, a single post to a YouTube vlog, there's a lot, a lot, a lot that goes into it. You know, and I think that for that time that we put into something, it's you know, if you are interested and you think that there is value in it, then you 100% should pay for that, right? And that comes with the the brand, the brand credibility and the brand equity and the brand loyalty that like you have with your your audience. You know, um, yeah. So I do think that by leaning towards more of the you know the paid it paid content is the future i think that gives creators more of that incentive to create even better and more valuable content for people because when you work for free at some point you get burnt out exactly. you're like what's the point right like you can do it for so long to build that credibility but at the same time when you don't get paid for something when you don't get that first dollar then you kind of get like defeated and then your efforts are not going to be the same mentally, emotionally, physically, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think when you do get paid for something, you, f you feel like, okay, I'm this, my time is worth this because I'm giving someone valuable content, but I'm getting something in return. Yeah. That transaction is, it's functional, it's working. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that 
in itself is 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 gonna be good because if you're willing to pay for something and you get something back from it what's then then great we're all we're all good right yeah um so i think that it's a it's a good symbiotic relationship you know it's like an ecosystem it's, an, it's a good ecosystem and i think that's definitely like where you know when people think like they have to give free content like yes you can at to some extent like you know at some point and at, and at some point it needs to be for towards a specific goal yeah, right and exactly. i think yeah and i think that that's where you know platforms like patreon and podia are really good for for creators to really consider and build that community and build that genuine intimate. community and yeah, the 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 intimate like relationships with all your because um, someone's willing to pay you yeah it's different it's a different relationship it's different yeah it's different and 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 i remember you know like uh, a saying about you know where when someone pays money they pay more attention yeah so like that's that's so true yeah. and and for and as creators um when someone pays us for something we we're gonna put a bigger effort into something you know when we when we get paid we'll do the work yeah when we don't get paid we kind of lose that that we don't motivation. put in the time because yeah. you're not paying for our time and people yeah. think that's a creative you pay for everything like the software but no you pay for me sitting there mm-hmm. trying to like, come up with a logo yes me sitting there is yeah. what you're paying for right like it's you're my paying, expertise yeah. you're, you're paying, paying for everything that comes with it you're getting like, something punto, from it yeah. Final de you know yeah um yeah i love that and I, the next question that i have um i know like we're like running out of time so i'm gonna leave some of these um letter readings as like at easter eggs throughout different episodes okay yeah so i'll always kind of have it open and each day we'll kind of like pick a little a nostalgia <laughs> yeah a letter a day keeps the doctor away so this is like a final of my prompted questions before we get into some of the questions that um caro from blot had to say so when things go wrong in the strategy or the business, how do you recover? For example, we launched on Patreon and that was like a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> what were the memberships called? That was a little bit of a shit show. <laughs> like had to completely rethink all of that. Why did we launch on Patreon first and then we moved to Polia? That was a little bit of a shit show. Um, figuring out payments and this, and it's just, it was all kind of so troublesome. And now in the future, t- like 2021, take three uni Instagram getting deactivated and me kind of losing that one-on-one like day to day organized safe space that I used to have on Instagram was like devastating. And I had to pivot so quickly in the middle of a selling strategy that we had to sell memberships. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. that he just like, died in like the middle of like no time like <laughs> with like current students like i was actively selling and i was yeah. like oh yeah sorry you know the instagram that you want it like you know it's kind of yeah. like dead we had strategies so, for it exactly so all of those things kind of have like and i think a lot of things always go wrong and people don't talk about all the things that go wrong so here am i telling you all the things very high level that have gone wrong on top of may june dropping the hard drive the three days before we had to like print ECRCS recipe book <laughs> and losing all the content and having to redo it at like the peluqueria with our best friend and like uh, yeah. sending things to print in like the middle of like the street and like LLC, you know? So outside all of those other times, when things go wrong in your strategy, how do you recover? Like, can you share some of that? Okay. Well, <laughs> like you just brought me back 
it just brought me down memory lane of all the bad things that happened. But like at the end of the day, like those things, you know, we always say things happen for a reason and those things happen. And I was really proud of how quick we, we were um, in terms of thinking on our feet and pivoting and problem solving on the spot. Right. And I think like to, to answer your question, like every, every situation is different. Right. Um, and I think that when when things go wrong and how do you pivot, like it, it all it's all situational. And I think that the most important thing is to first like have your ten minutes of or five ten minutes whatever of panic, like let it all out. Don't do anything during those minutes of panic. No, no, just like drop everything. Just literally, just feel it. Just like feel the frustration, feel the anger. For me, feel the disappointment in myself, <laughs> of like I cannot believe I dropped the fucking hard drive. Imagine when we were like when we were launching takethestudio.com and the code broke. Oh my god! Literally, everything went wrong. Right? But we, what happened? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> things like that. Like b- right before we launched our website, July eighteen, two thousand and nineteen the the website broke something broke and it wasn't working and we were like oh my god we're launching the day the day wow. after and like whatever we, we had like do? three people going but to yeah see it. but even then <laughs> looking back now we were able to just like okay we panicked we're like fuck shit like of course this would happen then we were like okay i got it out of my system now what do i do how do i creatively problem solve this because at the end of the day you know we are all creatives and we know our own business and we know what needs to be done and we can as animals we are able to find like we have that instinct to find what is the best solution what is the best action to take right now what are our options right and then what we did that's what we do all the time we're like when this instagram thing happened we're like okay shit we can't do anything about it we did everything we could to try to get the account back now what's the next step okay what is our next communication channel we have take their studio so let's go back to our private dms again to for take their uni students um let's activate our newsletter you know so we had and t- and polia had just yeah, released, released community. community so we had options but okay this makes sense we can we can live with this it was scary it was kind of like the universe was telling us yeah like, that this was taking too much time yeah. off our plates and was like bitch bye yeah I, <laughs> yeah i think that yeah exactly i think to answer your question like there's no one way to problem solve there's always there's always a solution to a problem when you the only thing you can't solution is what the only thing you can't have a solution for death yeah (laughs) yeah so if we're alive there's a solution for yeah exactly that's it so that's my answer to that context capacity mental health first your own mask don't do shit when you're panicking and be smart so now super rapid fire your union members learned so much from you, but what are some things you've learned from us in the process? So let's say three things you've learned from the Take Their Uni process from our members, and I'll say three things in rapid fire style that we've learned from our Take Their Uni members. And I can go first if you want me to go first. Yeah, can you go first? Yeah. Okay, so rapid fire. One thing I've learned, Reverie Society newsletters. 10%. Gracias. Number two, um... And then, and Blot also newsletters, totally. Blot and Reverie Society newsletters. Number two, uh, Pili Sanchez U for the podcast and every, all the help that I received on that. And number three, um, and all the feedback she always gives me. And number three, I would say Sylvie 
Maria Tarre and all the students who continuously challenge me in my ways of teaching, my ways of educating, my ways of comprehending and patience and just my opinions. The students who continuously challenge me to be better and to learn different ways of approaching their learning skills and making sure I make things that are accessible for their learning capacities and for their levels because they're not at my level. They don't use all of my uh, tools and I've had to pivot and adapt constantly. Mm -hmm. And Silvi was, I think, one of the first students um, that really continuously, who's still here with us, continuously challenges me to Mm -hmm. think bigger and better and Um, same with Pili, I would say. That's but yeah, yeah that's those really are nice. th- those are the three things. Yeah. Uh, just rapid fire, right. like off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm absolutely. sure there's a hundred. Yeah, there. I'm sure there. There's so many different things that we've learned. But the to kind of piggyback off of your number three, um, I think that just off of the top of my head, is that what I learned the most from Take Three Uni members and having that experience and that relationship with them um, is that. I've personally learned how to help people um, in a more in a more better and collaborative way. You know, there's no one way of teaching something. Everyone is different depending on where they're at, and it's about meeting them. And I think that's what I learned the most. It's the it's how to get better at helping people and get better at listening to what they're what they need meeting someone when they're actually at and i think that's that's really important and and with that my second one is the gaining confidence Mm. right they like having this experience of having take through uni and being their mentors Mm -hmm. and having them trust us Mm -hmm. and seeing results Mm -hmm. it gives me the confidence that what we're doing is helpful for them and that what we're doing gives value and what we're doing helps us as well you know, and, and, and it just makes me so much more confident. You know, I can compare myself to how how we were giving sessions like a year ago compared to now. It's so drastically different, right? And I think that's through learning to be more confident from the, from like having their experience and mm-hmm. getting feedback from them, right? And therapy, also and, therapy. And also therapy, you know? And I think the third one is just the, I think it's more of a reminder um, of how important literally how important connections are you know every student that we meet has a specialty has an expertise and like having that connection with them really taught me to like remind me of the importance of networking and like you know all the specialties that they have and how we can collaborate on projects together and that it's not a solo journey you know and i I really appreciate that about the just having take through uni it's that the connection and gaining confidence and learning how to meet people where they are love that so how do you deal with the idea of growing your businesses and do you feel pressure to grow and offer more things as your community grows super quickly um can you repeat the question again how do you deal with the idea of growing your businesses and do you feel pressure to grow and offer more things as the community grows? Um, yeah, personally, um, I, I'm always the type of person that's like, okay, if there's someone pays for something, I need to give something back of value. I need to make sure it's worth it. So sometimes I do have the pressure or that that little like um, goblin or mm-hmm. whatever, like on um, troll, 
that's mm-hmm. like are you giving enough like is this even worth the six dollars or is this mm-hmm. worth the 48 dollars mm-hmm. an hour so like i do have i do feel that pressure but sometimes it's always internal right yeah so um i don't feel the pressure of growing um per se because we can only do as much as we can within our capacity right yeah we can't outgrow ourselves and then like all of a sudden things go out of hand and then we go back to square one where we can't handle anything so um i don't feel the pressure of growing i just i I do feel like um you feel the pressure of satisfying yeah pressure of yeah making sure that it's worth it for everyone else and that's where we have those conversations with our students like what else can we help you with like and always kind of like go above and beyond to help them and when i know that we've done that i'm satisfied and i know that we're doing our best and it's worth it and something that you said was don't worry about making sure that the friends with benefits feel what the one-on-one people feel because it's just so different. Like mm-hmm. I can give a friends with benefits what I can versus what I can give a one-on-one student. Right. So don't try and compare your offerings yeah. uh, like to each other because uh-huh. they don't serve the same client and they don't get paid the same thing. So don't outgrow yourself just for the sake of growing mm-hmm. and don't, compare your offerings just for the sakes of like are they other people happy because they pay for something different they can only afford something and you're giving them enough if you are doing your best and you're not slacking and you're actually putting in a little bit of like whether that's one email or one video or whether that's sending them a dm and creating like a group homework and making them feel like they're part of a community and having live q a's like exactly that's what makes i think this year we focus solely on caressing and nurturing the community that we already have instead of growing it Mm -hmm. and people sometimes forget about nurturing the community you already have because they are always wanting to grow the Mm -hmm. community and number three is how do you believe in your vision when you're creating something different in the market because imposter syndrome is killer Mm -hmm. i think that for example just to quickly like give an answer to that believing in your vision is something that comes with taking yourself seriously and writing shit down because Mm -hmm. i don't think believing in your vision is something that you can just like train i think it comes with tools that you set yourself you know like you have couples therapies you have financial meetings you have feedback with your students you have feedback with your clients you Mm -hmm. have you're seeing if the wheels are like our therapist says like you kind of put the WD-40 and you're like, the hinges fucking work. Like, you know, if you're putting in that WD-40, mm-hmm. then you have, then you get to believe in your vision because you're putting in the work towards that right. vision. It, it's not just a vision that you put in your wall and mm-hmm. suddenly like a, a couch falls in my lap because yeah. I visioned it. Yeah. I think, like I work yeah. for it, I think. Yeah. So that's kind of how I, like, how do you, be- and like, how do you believe in yourself and how do you, contrast imposter syndrome is by doing stuff i i agree with and you, learning yeah. things um thanks for sharing that yeah i think my take on that is that you know back to the when you believe in what you're doing and you know that there's a need for this and you've done the research you put in the effort and you are confident with what you are doing to solve this problem and, and you're what, not getting in debt for it uh-huh, yeah and what yeah and what value you're giving to this person and you believe that wholeheartedly and you're passionate about it as well and you're willing to do it for free for a long for a little bit for a little bit yeah all that good stuff and you really just overall you know that what you're doing is good for someone else 
whether it's you know a small target or a big target like um i think that's how you can believe in what you're doing is when you put in the effort and yeah. you've tested it you've tried it and you you hear the squeaks to the wheels yeah and then you as you said you said put the wd-40 on it and then you know that what that wd-40 which is the work you're putting in yeah. helps with yeah. getting rid of that squeak here and there yeah. and then like you keep adapting and yeah. keep changing and you keep learning yeah. and you keep reworking and but it's towards something that's yeah. beneficial then i think that's how you can like continue to believe in your vision and you work on your mental health 100 percent. imposter syndrome can only be solved by mental health work uh-huh. so yeah thank you so much for coming to this episode like honestly i hope that this was like a meaty a good meaty entertaining episode where we took you down nostalgia lane and we showed you a little bit of our brain process and we showed you and we helped you understand a little bit of take Mm -hmm. three uni and our services and just a little bit of what we do the point of this podcast was to really do this Mm -hmm. and bring you guys along the ride yeah so yeah and i love that and so thank you for having me and i think i would love for you to again to end like explain and tell people what take their uni is yeah again so that people would know and where can they find us and how can they find more information yeah okay amazing so thank you for coming and thank you for being my co-host and um for all of you that you're here remember that take three uni is our membership program it's one-on-one creative consulting we do only have five spots left on our one-on-one creative consulting we also have um, um, another tier which is our friends with benefits tier but overall I want to tell you that Take Through Uni is a space where you hire Majin and I for one or two hours um, to give you our creative brains we give per you month. space um, and we give you um, our advice and guidance and tips and uh, we really go in a hundred percent into your business into your dreams and how can we help you how would we do it ourselves and what are some of those guidances take through uni is not for the people who want us to do it for you it's a place where you really come and do the work accompanied not alone with a community and like-minded humans if you're still not sure of what the hell i'm even talking about you can go into take through uni.com you can go into take through uni.com slash testimonials there's a lot of it there it's a very long page of a lot of different people who gave us testimonials of different lengths from one minute to 14 minutes actually and you can learn more about it you can also dm us on take their studio and you can be like hey can i know more about take their uni and i'll be more than like you know um helpful to respond with a voice note and telling you a little bit more about it and if you really really want and you want that guidance and that accompaniment and those one-on-one creative sessions i urge you to book a discovery call on takethroughstudio.com slash discovery you can also go into our link in bio on um, instagram and schedule that call it's 20 minutes of us just giving you advice getting to meet seeing the vibe is there and seeing if take through uni is right for you and if you are right for us and if we are right for you um so thank you for coming to this episode thank you for letting our dreams be here and thank you for um being an amazing awesome take through talks community i love you guys so much i am thankful you get i get to do this and this is the longest episode we've recorded to date so thank you for being here i love you and now i'm running out to a meeting bye amazing. friends thank you for everything Steffi. bye friends bye